0: Hello world, this is Better Tech, a podcast where we chat with some of the most successful leaders about the latest industry developments. So join us as we explore the world reliant on tech. Hi, Avira, welcome to Better Tech. It's a pleasure to have you on the show. So, why don't we start off with your introduction first uh, to get our audience is acquainted?
1: Thank you for having me. Um, so, my name is Abir Abder. Uh, I'm originally from Pakistan, but currently based in the US. My background is more in kind of like tech for international development, social entrepreneurship, and like with a focus on women empowerment. And I currently work as the gender based violence tech product manager at UNICEF.
0: Great, so we're the topic that we have for today is responsible innovation for international development. So first things first, what is responsible innovation? How do you define it and why does it matter?
1: I think when you're thinking about responsible innovation, you're, you're building more on the impact that it will have on people. So you're thinking through all of those different aspects and like building with inclusivity and like privacy concerns at the forefront. And like, I think like particularly like it matters because I think like especially like right now with like the big platforms, we have seen like, you know, like when these are certain assets, you don't keep in mind how uh, they can be misused. So I think it's important to like think through all the different impacts that can happen um, mm-hmm. and like keeping them in mind like throughout your product process.
0: So how would you describe the basic terms that constitute responsible innovation
1: from an international development perspective? I think from an international development perspective, what becomes important is to like realize that um, a lot of the time you're working with like vulnerable populations, right? Like from an international development perspective, you're working either sometimes with like um, low resource populations, IDPs, refugees. So like, especially like when you're reaching out to those, like their security, um, inclusivity, like everything like matters even more because like let's say like putting their like data at risk um, puts them like you know like can literally put their lives at harm so there's so many other considerations when you're like working with vulnerable populations and mm-hmm. I think the other piece is like understanding that a lot of these are, are also like low connectivity and like like areas where like people have low digital literacy so there's even more things that like you have to consider when you're building for them like making sure that like such products are like accessible for right. them and actually give them benefits.
0: So what would you say are some tangible practices that operationalize responsible innovation while building products in a nonprofit organization?
1: I think like one thing like there would definitely like understand like first, like your audience, like in the non, especially like in the nonprofit world, like who are you building from? And like, what are certain like challenges they face? And then like also like, firstly, like what's the value add that your product is providing them? And is there like any way that they're, security can be, like, at risk, like, to using these products, especially, like, are you collecting any person, person like, identifiable information, and, like, any of those pieces, and, like, how that can be used against them. I think that is, like, one piece, that like, you always have to, like, think, too, and right. uh, I think, like, another piece, like, once again, like, will focus on this is, just, like, accessibility, like, making something that, like, it's, like, that they can, like, easily use.
0: Right. So how do nonprofit initiatives regulate responsible innovation capabilities and make product development more efficient?
1: I think like if I have to, like speak from like UNICEF's um process, like we have like very stringent like procedures. Like even if like you have like the product manager, they're working like with like another like ICTD team. We have very like mm-hmm. um imp- like very like stringent like data and privacy policies. These are like checked at different levels before anything goes live. You have like compliance aspects that like you have to like take in and like sometimes it, it like it can like there are some things like you know like from like monitoring and evaluation perspective sometimes that like you would like to measure but you can't more so just because it can like put your like users at risk and then another thing is like even like before like a project goes live like you do like a deep understanding of like what are the risks that come out of it like how are they being mitigated mm-hmm. And like all of that is like documented because like especially in a nonprofit, like you often have high turnover. So it's important like from one project to the other, um, you know, like what are like processes, like someone followed so that you can like learn from those instead of like, you know, like making them yourself, like make like any like mistakes yourself, but like learning from like previous experiences and like building on those.
0: Right. So speaking of those, um, can you please mention some key issues of responsibility in the organization's innovation or production processes? What do you think organizations get wrong about it, or is there
1: something that they lack? I think one aspect, like I think, like sometimes like organizations might not consider is just like how is this affecting like the most marginalized population, and like what are you like building on your end to like make sure like you're protecting like anyone that is like coming on those platforms. And I think this is like definitely like a big piece. I know this has been like raised, like especially like for like the larger tech companies and now they are like highly like revamping the product policy teams. Um, right. But even I think like in the international development space, this is just like so new. So there's just a lot of like learning happening there. And that's kind of just like being like built on as they go.
0: So what are some last-minute delivery challenges that these non product-building organizations face internationally?
1: I think a big piece is just, like, especially, like, if you're, like, reaching out, like, during a humanitarian crisis, right? Like, sometimes you have to respond so quickly, and then it's, like, there's so much going on, like, in these spaces. Like, let's say, like, you're responding to, like, your are of, of, like, a flood in Bangladesh and, like, developing something, like, to like help help that i know like a lot of humanitarian organizations right now are trying to get resources together to like respond to the war in ukraine so sometimes like you have to like respond extremely quickly to like current geopolitical um situations but then also i think one big aspect is just connectivity right um Broadband penetration um in emerging markets is limited. And like, especially like the deeper you go, like even if we take like Pakistan, for example, the, the more like rural you go in, the you know, like the less connectivity you have. So in terms of like providing any like technological products there, those are like some aspects that you have to like sort out, like because if you don't have um, any like connectivity or like data connection. There are Mm -hmm. a lot of these products that cannot be used. And I know there are certain ways, like some of them are like building progressive web apps so that they can be like accessed like offline. So there are ways around it, but they're like definitely like struggles that you face um, in like last mile delivery.
0: Right. And what are some technology specific examples of responsible innovation that are regionally and culturally sensitive?
1: i think like if i'm uh, thinking to certain certain like products like i would just uh, say to like look to um some investments that like Cello.org is making or like even like mercy core ventures and a lot of these like other platforms that are like mm-hmm. focusing on like let's say like um uh, products that are like that have like a more like social impact um perspective to give, I think like an example of something that like UNICEF has done, like they have like a peer tracker app called Oki that is like highly contextualized, like for like the region um, that it is for more like East Asia and they're very careful about like the information that they're collecting. And it's also like highly like customized, especially for like the perfect users in terms of like how they engage with them, the visuals and like even like some products like that I'm hoping like build at UNICEF, like that's, I mean, aspect like for us, like are we contextualizing it for the certain users? What information are we collecting? How are we accounting for the fact that um, these are like areas where people don't have like, you know like a high level of digital literacy. So like even like any navigation that is built into a platform has to be very intuitive.
0: Right. So did do you think like, what's your take on this? Did the pandemic affect responsible
1: innovation being rolled out in organizations? I really think it did because like, firstly, like if we, especially if you look at international development, it's like largely more old school, right? Um, You've been doing things like in a certain manner, but like, especially when the, and like a lot of for international development work, you go like on ground and like have programs. So obviously when the pandemic hit, like everything had to be moved, like everything was suddenly like remote. So, so like you had to be innovative and in like how you like provided support, provided solutions, right? Like things like, even if we look at just like even not at international development, like everywhere, like you had to provide remote services. So that forced um, organizations to start thinking more and like from like a technology perspective, like how do you provide services remotely? How do you um, improve your systems? So that we're reaching like those in like low connectivity areas. And I think there are like so many aspects like that weren't a big priority. And I know like funding in this space, like in the tech for international development space has actually like skyrocketed um, after the pandemic so definitely like a lot more movement happening in this space and I think like it's only going to grow and which is also just like exciting like even if you look at like I think like github social impact team has like also grown and they're doing like even like within tech companies this has become like a bigger aspect Mm -hmm. because um they've also obviously they've also come under like a lot of scrutiny for like for certain aspects but the goal is now to kind of like obviously like build responsibly. So even they're like hiring more people who've worked in like, let's say the tech for international development space so that they can bring like more of an understanding of like what mm-hmm. like the impact tech can have on like your like larger population and like designing responsibly.
0: Yeah, so in your opinion, if you had to put it in like four or five bullet points, what should the framework or process be to actually implement responsible innovation and Products that address social and ethical concerns?
1: Um, I think like if I had to summarize, like I would definitely like be like first think about like not just like your specific product, but like how it um affects like your users in like a larger context. So like think mm-hmm. through like a broader picture. Um the other piece I would be like understand like what is the actual benefit like for your users? Like how is that like, like really helping them and like how are you building effectively like it especially when you're like considering um people in like let's say like an in international development and in, like in humanitarian settings right i think like you have to like specifically like think through like the value add and like how it's actually like making their lives easier like for example um if we're talking like um about like cryptocurrency right like the fact that you can take like your crypto assets with you to a different country as a refugee um mm-hmm. when sometimes your assets are like blocked in your home country, that is like a definite benefit. so like thinking through like those pieces. Um, the other I think would just be like intuitive design as much as possible so that it's like something that's like easy to navigate and doesn't overwhelm users. And uh, I guess the other piece would just be like think through very like um, carefully about the data and privacy concerns um, and how like thinking through like what information you're collecting what security is built into, like, make sure that's protected. Um, Yeah, I think that will definitely be, like, one of the most important things.
0: Yeah, makes sense, makes sense. So, lastly, Abhira, what are some expected benefits of responsible innovation strategically, and how can these gains be extended for the
1: future? I mean, I think, like, there's so many benefits, but I think, like, essentially, like, one big aspect is just, like, you'll be, like, Design like when you're designing like responsibly, you're putting um, the people, their privacy, their needs at the forefront, and like you're thinking not just how it affects um, like a user, but like um, impacts their content broadly. So, I think like when you're like thinking like all of for like all of those aspects, you're just like um, obviously, like it's like more hard work and like there are other things I can have you think of, but I think like in the long run, it leaves you like better positioned. Um, from like a reputation standpoint for the for like a company as well, but just like from like a user safety perspective and like yeah. the impact that it can have, right? Like the more misinformation you give to people, the, the less you take away from them, like being able to make like correct decisions and like pushes them in a certain manner. So like all of these things, like if you think through it, um, and I know like a lot of these times, these aren't like easy questions to answer, but like they have to be. Otherwise, like we'll come into like a lot of the situations that we've already have. And I think like when we're talking about extending them for the future, um, like I said, I think tech for international development is like relatively new um, as a space, mm-hmm. but it's all so like growing. So the fact like if a lot of the learnings from these are documented and like shared across different organizations and individuals, mm-hmm. which I think is happening, you have a lot of like learning, like communities of learning in this space. You can right. just like, you know, like learn from each other, not make the same mistakes and just like have more like effective frameworks moving forward. Like, I think one example of this is the principles of digital development um, that currently exist. And like, even if like those 10 principles, like for example, um, one is like, you know, like be data driven or like use and improve and like all of these, even if like you like think through those, um, you can definitely like have a product, let's say that is like more um, geared towards like responsible innovation per se.
0: Right, absolutely. So that wraps up our episode for today. Thanks so much for joining us on Better Tech. Thanks for listening to Better Tech. We look forward to bringing you the latest industry news in our next episode. In the meantime, check our other episodes at techcell.com slash podcast and be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel so that you never miss an episode.